Welcome to Pushing Forward with Alicia, a podcast that gives disability a voice. Each week, we will explore topics like confidence, ambition, resilience, and finding success against all odds. We are creating a collective community that believes that all things are possible for all people. Open hearts, clear paths, let's go. Welcome back to Pushing Forward with Alicia. I'm Alicia, and we've got another a really cool episode for you today. I've got the amazing, talented, strong, powerful, beautiful Nikki Walsh. She is a NASM personal trainer and nutrition coach, a content creator. She strives to show all wheelchair users that despite their disability, they can do anything they want in life. Nikki, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your magic with us today. Thank you, Alicia. Can you paint us a beautiful picture of who you are? A little of your disability, whatever you're comfortable with. So uh, my name is Nikki. As you all have just heard, I am a wheelchair user. I became a wheelchair user in 2018. I just celebrated my five-year life day actually on August 18th. I have a Pipple Chihuahua, Kato, who I love and adore. He keeps me going. He is one of the biggest whys as to why I wanted to get back to being me. Did you and say Pipple Chihuahua? I got to stop there for one minute. I don't know what happens in Tennessee, but he was a rescue. The mom was the pit bull. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So I loved dancing when I was in high school. I played soccer. I just always have been super active. Uh, that's why I chose the route of exercise science and kinesiology. And I got into personal training and I fell in love with it, helping other people achieve their goals and just the joy that I see on their face when they win, whether that's getting stronger or losing weight or gaining weight, whatever their goal is. I am a part of that journey and it makes me so happy to see them win. And then I became um, a wheelchair user from a car accident in 2018. And I am just so lucky to still be here. It was a multi-car car accident. A SUV rear-ended me at full speed uh, into a tractor trailer. And the tractor trailer drug my car into a median. And I was pinned in between the median and the tractor trailer. And it was not a beautiful picture. I luckily don't remember any of it except for waking up or coming to and screaming that I wasn't going to die and to get me out. And that's the last thing I remember from my car accident. And I saw the photos afterwards. And like I said, I'm just so, so lucky to be here and so happy that I am. I am paralyzed from the chest down. I originally didn't have any feeling or movement below that level, but I now have regained some sensation so I can feel when people are touching my legs um, through muscular touch, not skin touch. But I also started out as a complete injury where I, again, I couldn't feel or move anything below my level of injury. But now 
I'm slightly incomplete. So I have some movement and uh, muscle contraction um, down to my hips. So I am actually able to get into full leg braces now, which is really, really cool. But yeah, that's a little bit about me, my history uh, with training and how I got injured and yeah. So congratulations on your celebration of your life day. Thank you. I think that that's really important. And maybe really quickly, you could tell our listeners if they don't know what that is, what that is. Sure. So in the wheelchair user community, we have what's termed a life day. And it is the day where you became a wheelchair user and you are starting your new life. And I look at it as a new start and a new journey. And everybody's journey is different. And each life day comes with different emotions and feelings. And I've definitely grown since my first and second and third life day. This year, it wasn't as, it. it's always a little emotional, but it wasn't as emotional as those first few life days. But it's it's amazing to just look back and see everything that I have accomplished each year um, and just celebrate moving forward and, you know, accomplishing goals. You did a really great job with sharing your life day this year. And it was just really bright. Like it was very, from an outsider looking in, it really truly looked like you being very empowered in your space. So, um, you know, just congratulations on that journey of like acceptance, I guess. Um, Thank you. Yeah. It's really cool. Can you talk about the journey from pre to post injury and you're on this path to a fitness career. You've got all these dreams and goals. What did that look like initially? Fitness always has been a passion of mine. When you suffer a spinal cord injury um, or become a wheelchair user for whatever reason, and a lot of us just want to walk again. And that was my main driver and focus. Um, So I was in physical therapy inpatient. And then I went to outpatient physical therapy and was working as hard as I could to get as much mobility and strength back as I could. And I was about a year into my recovery and I was on a family vacation in Hawaii and I went to the gym there and it was, you know, smaller and like many hotel gyms, didn't have much space to move around, not much equipment for even non-wheelchair users. But I remember trying to move around and my luckily my sister was with me because I couldn't really fit to get to the weights and the resistance bands. And really, I didn't have the strength because my core was lacking But I remember leaving after that workout and just being extremely sad and feeling depleted and defeated. And I went back to my room and cried. It was then that I made the decision to reach out to my friend, who is also a personal trainer, and get back into the gym because 
that was my home pre-accident. And I did not want to feel that way anymore. So I got home, signed up with her, got into the gym. I hated it. (laughs) I felt so uncomfortable. I felt like everyone was staring at me and we figured it out. So, you know, getting back into the gym with her was really great for that reason. She knew me. She knew my body. We worked together and I started to fall back in love with the process of uh, building strength and getting creative with different ways to adapt exercises to strengthen my body. And because of that, it was my saving grace because it showed me that I can do whatever I want to do. Yeah, you can. I think you said to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you talked about getting up in your leg braces and being able to be ambulatory to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, and I believe you told me this, that it's be you know because of your fitness and building up your core and your muscles. And, and so your functionality is increasing like tenfold because of the commitment to fitness and exercise, correct? Yes, correct. I would not be where I am today if I was not focusing on strength training and making that mind muscle connection. If I didn't have the core strength that I have now, I would not have been able to get into those full leg braces because you need to be able to hold yourself up. You need to have a strong trunk and be able to keep your hips forward. If I was not able to do that, then I would not be able to get into full leg braces. So, you know, working on my entire upper body as a whole and not just focusing on, you know, strengthening my shoulders or my biceps or my triceps, where a lot, I feel like a lot of our community just gets sucked into focusing on two muscle groups or focusing on just core where we need to focus on our entire upper body. Um, I know yeah, that was that. a huge win in I'm getting, mm. in getting those leg braces. Um, and not just for myself, but a bunch of my clients whose core has gotten so strong, but one specifically, she was, she came to me, she had a very weak left side where she was leaning completely to the left when she wheeled. She could not sit up straight in her wheelchair. And we worked a lot on making that mind-muscle connection where, and I tell this to my clients all the time, <laughs> I want you to feel like you're sucking your belly button in. If you can't feel it, I don't care. Still do it. Mm. Make that mind-muscle connection. It is so important way more important than anybody thinks. But we made that mind-muscle connection each and every session, cueing her constantly to do so. We worked um, on, you know, pulling towards the opposite side while she's working, you know, that weaker side. We need to work both sides of the body at the same weight. So even though her right side was a lot stronger, we're still lifting the same on the right side as we are on the left side because we don't want to, you know, continue to strengthen that right side so much 
where the left side is still lagging behind. So we did a bunch of one-sided exercises, a lot of that mind-muscle connection. And now she is able to fully sit up straight in her wheelchair, bring her arms out to the side, bring her arms overhead out in front of her. She can transfer from the floor to her wheelchair without assistance. She can transfer in and out of the car without assistance. Just it is amazing to see or to just know that I am a part of that journey is so, so special. And that is just one of my clients. All of my clients have great success stories. And it all begins with that customized program for them and really working on the entire whole upper body. You know what I love about that too? It just reminded me, I love going to the gym too. And it is an uncomfortable, almost can be embarrassing sometimes being the only wheelchair user in this environment. You don't necessarily feel like you completely fit. I like to get on hand cycles that are like right in the middle of all the other cardio people stare. And so it would like mm-hmm. motivate me to go harder and harder. Yeah. And then I would see them go harder and then I would go harder. I love that. It is so powerful, the work that you're doing and impactful, like that type of independence that you're gifting and teaching and educating on is it's key. I mean, it's like why I focused on disability sports. What are the benefits? Independence, balance, stability, and then preserving our bodies, right? removing the risk of injury, like keeping Mm -hmm. our body healthy so we can stay as healthy as possible as we age and our disability changes. And yeah, you said something there as we age with a disability. And I was talking to a client the other day about getting in enough protein with our strength training program, because especially as wheelchair users, we're sitting down all the time. The well, the majority of us are if we are non-ambulatory. So a big problem with our community is that our muscles atrophy. Well, they're atrophying at a faster rate because we are not providing our muscles with the nutrients they need to stay the same if we can't grow them. That's protein. Protein is the only thing that's going to repair and maintain your lean muscle tissue. That's what makes up our muscles. You are listening to Pushing Forward with Alicia, and we will be right back. Thanks for listening today. If you have an episode idea, know someone I should interview, or have a story that needs to be told, reach out to me at aliciaanderson.com. That's A-L-Y-C-I-A. Anderson with an O.com. Click on podcasts. Welcome back to Pushing Forward with Alicia. I'm Alicia. I've got the amazing, talented, strong, powerful, beautiful Nikki Walsh. I was looking up statistics. There's like 50% of disabled people are more likely to be obese. Can you speak to the importance of that? Yeah, of course. We can work out all day, but if your main goal is to lose weight, if you are not eating a nutritious diet or eating really in a calorie deficit with a good amount of protein, a good amount of fiber, you are not going to lose the weight that you want to lose. There has been this just big miscommunication where people believe that exercise is going to make them lose weight. It's going to assist in that weight loss, yes, and it's going to help 
show those muscles when you do lose the weight. However, 70 to 80% of it is actually from your diet. So if you aren't eating in a calorie deficit with enough protein to support your muscle health, you are most likely going to stay the same or just lose weight at a very slow rate, especially while being in a wheelchair. It takes a lot longer. That is an issue I deal with with a lot of my clients because we are in this instant gratification world where we want things yesterday or the day before, but we don't put on the weight overnight, so it's not going to come off overnight. And by sitting down constantly, our metabolism adapts and is slower. So something that I like to work with all my clients is fixing their metabolism, helping it speed up to a rate where it's back to normal. It takes time, but you can get there with proper nutrition, with getting in enough protein, with eating foods high in fiber, eating less processed foods. But focusing on just exercise isn't going to get you where you need to be. I think the nutrition part is so, 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 so important tied into this. Where do you see adaptive fitness and nutrition going? What are the barriers right now that we need to try to break down? Yeah. First, we need gyms that have more adaptive equipment. There needs to be equipment like there are in the rehab facilities where you can just wheel up and do rows or do a chest press without having to transfer out of your wheelchair onto the seat. There need to be more trainers who are knowledgeable in adaptive fitness to start. But even just the guidelines coming out of rehab or coming out of the hospital, you can't just send us home with like a little sheet of here are some, you know, stretches you should do. No, we need more than that. We need more resources. And that's actually something that I am in the works on with Jesse Strawham, actually. She started Wheel With Me Fitness. We are working on some exciting stuff together for the wheelchair community in fitness. And that will just be a start. You know, there needs to be a bigger emphasis on strength training and the importance of that for wheelchair users. Because just because we are a wheelchair user does not mean that we do not need to strength train like a non-wheelchair user. Where is that emphasis? I know there's a ton of other things going on and of fitness and nutrition, they always fall to the back burner, but they need to be more forefront. Recovery, especially from a spinal cord injury, your fitness and nutrition is going to amplify that and you're going to recover at a faster rate. And I mean, I can't even think about where I would be now if I had the knowledge that I do now when I first became injured. I think to that point is we need so much more education in this. The barriers in my experience rolling into one of these environments and having these professionals not know how to guide us. So true. A lot of my clients come to me and they are so grateful that they found a personal trainer who is a wheelchair user because we get it and I know how to adapt exercises for them. And as happy as that makes me, it also <laughs> makes me sad that there aren't more of us out there. It's so exciting to see all the opportunities and all the impact that you're making. Like it's about time. It's 2023. Let's go. Yes. Let's go. 
Okay. So I could talk to you all day. Is there anything that I missed that we really need to make sure that we touch on? I do want to touch on the nutrition aspect a bit more post injury or recovery or becoming a wheelchair user. I feel like we are put into this box where, oh, you're a wheelchair user. You don't need to eat as much when in fact that isn't true. I eat probably more or just the same as my sister who is a non-wheelchair user, works out her legs, all of the things, but I have restructured my nutrition. And yes, it's taken two years to get to where I am, but I've built enough muscle. I've refired my metabolism and that needs to be a bigger conversation rather than, oh, you're a wheelchair user now. Okay. Here's uh, 1200 calories, you know, less carbs. No, we need carbohydrates. Do you know why? Because that's where we get all of our fiber from. And you know what a huge issue is? Gut health. It is a huge issue. Yeah. And if you are telling us to not eat carbs, well, there goes our gut health. There comes constipation or there comes accidents and all of the things that come with a lot of our issues in the wheelchair community and disability community. So, you know, not just fitness, but nutrition for aging and recovery with a disability is just so, so important. Where do our listeners go to find resources like this? I am going to be posting more recipes and information on my page, but Paralysis Nutrition, she posts a bunch of great recipes that are very gut health friendly. She is very knowledgeable in the area of paralysis, and she also works with other wheelchair users, not just spinal cord injury. Listen to your doctors for all of your health advice, but do your due diligence and talk to someone. Follow those people who are doing it and seeing the success and ask them as well, because unless you're living it, you don't fully know. 100%. I I agree with that. And I think that's the same whether you're disabled or not. I mean, we all Mm -hmm. go to the doctor, but like- having like health and nutrition experts in your life to give you advice and all of that is really important. So, okay. Where do we find you? You can find me on Instagram. Mostly I am on TikTok. They are both the same. Nikki Walsh dot adapt fit. And my website is Nikki Walsh.com. We always wrap up with the pushing forward moment. Maybe something that can inspire our listeners to get started on their own journey. Do you have a little nugget of gold that you can gift away? Once you shift your perspective around your disability to stop letting it hold you back, the changes that you will see not only in your mental health, but in your physical health will shoot you forward. Nikki, thank you so much for sharing all of this amazing information and your expertise. You are such a gift to this world and we are so lucky to be able to learn from you and follow you. So thank you so much for giving me some time and creating this new friendship. I'm so happy that we have met and our paths have crossed. Thank you so much. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in again. 
This is Pushing Forward with Alicia, and that is how we roll on this podcast. We'll see you next time. If you're an employer who would like to learn more about disability inclusion in the workplace, lessons on ableism, and how accessibility can drive innovation in your company, please check out my micro training series at aliciaanderson.com. That's A-L-Y-C-I-A, Anderson with an O, dot com. Click on micro learning.